Transform your home and make space for more fulfillment and joy. Get personalized help with transforming your home from a nationally recognized professional organizer. Are you ready to commit to making a lasting change? Presenting the Clear Space, Clear Mind virtual organizing sessions. Simply visit www.barbiejoe.com to book your session today. Hi, this is Barbie Joe, and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We'll discuss tricks of the trade and systems to improve family life and managing a household. Hello, Barbie Joe here. Welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Today, I have an architect of dreams. Chris Howard has been blessed to help transform the lives of millions of people around the planet. A global phenomenon, Chris is one of the most prominent figures in personal development and lifestyle turnaround. Chris helps people to create performance breakthrough results physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. So I am so excited to have him on today to talk to us. Welcome to the show, Chris. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Hey there. I'm super excited to be here too. And I hear I'm your first male guest. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's exciting. That's very, very cool. I love it. So I've been in the field of personal and professional development for uh, 25 years, and I got into it more out of desperation than anything else. I was um, I had worked in the hotel resort industry until I was 24 years old and then uh, left there. Uh, but by working in the hotel resort industry, I always had my bed made for me. I had restaurants to eat in, and I never had to take care of any of that stuff alone. And so I, you know, came back into the mainland, I say, because I was traveling around the world before that um, in hotels. I came back to the mainland and I had never balanced a checkbook in my life, never learned how to make my life work. And so out of desperation, I poured into books, uh, attempting to rapidly learn everything I had missed out on, went to hundreds of seminars. And uh, after a while, uh, my mindset began to change and uh, I was able to uh, launch a coaching business. I taught uh, neurolinguistic programming and uh, clinical hypnosis all across North America. And then I launched my own business in 2002. Um, and when I launched that business, uh, we uh, we did about $600,000 in sales the first year, then about $3 million the second year, and then just kept growing and growing and growing. And, you know, uh, money certainly grew, but um, I would say that the most impactful part of everything I did was, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche, but it's not about what you make. It's about who you become in the process. It's not about the goals you hit. It's about who you become in the process of hitting those goals. And, uh, you know, my, I always tell my students that bank accounts may rise and fall. Businesses may come and go. Um, relationships may come and go, the, the, the surroundings may change, but who you are remains. So who you are becomes more important than anything else that you might achieve or create or attract. And, um, so it's been a a phenomenal journey and I've helped to grow a lot of, uh, influencers and, and people's businesses and help people to grow their dreams. And it's just been a, a really fun journey. 
And now that all of that's brought me here with you. <laughs> yes. And, that's and I'm so exciting. excited. <laughs> so I love this topic that we're going to touch on today, picking yourself up from rock bottom. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, like I said, I, I, I built up, um, I, I built up to the point where I had done a hundred million dollars in sales of my programs around the world. And I was traveling around and living the lifestyle of my dreams. And then it all came crashing down in 2011. I had a bad business relationship uh, that uh, we had a bad breakup. Um, and uh, my business partner, who was a 30% shareholder in my business, um, uh, brought some documents for me to sign during a, a child support case that I was having. And he was my CFO. So he was handling all the finances. And I signed all this documentation thinking it was for child support, but it actually... He had backdated a series of documents saying I sold my company to him. And then he sold off the assets to all the competitors. And so I lost everything that I owned. But at the same time, um, and probably far more important than any financial loss or anything like that, was just the the devastating nature of, of how it hit me emotionally, psychologically, Um uh, I just went through uh, what they call a dark night of the soul where it seemed like all was lost and life wasn't worth living anymore. And I hit what was my rock bottom. Um, and I fought, I fought because I wanted justice. I wanted uh, to seek justice in the courts and all of that stuff was just perpetuating my own living hell, I guess you'd say. I mean, it was like I was keeping myself stuck through my need uh, for justice and um, so I remember it got so low to where I, I wasn't suicidal. I was kind of, I would say passive suicidal where I, I, it's not like I wanted to do anything, but I just didn't want to live anymore. And, uh, I remember one day I kind of popped and I stayed in that stuck place, by the way, for about seven years. And one day I popped and I thought, I can't, I can't go on living this way. And so I decided that I was going to start changing my life, um, and it wasn't in dreaming bigger because uh, I had kind of given up on my dreams at that point. I felt like if I built up again, they could be torn away. I didn't know who I could trust. And, uh, you know, as you're listening to this now, you may not, your, your situation or whatever you may deal with may not parallel what I was doing. But I think, um, you know, pain is something that we can all relate to. And hitting a point where we, we don't know who we can trust is likely something we can all relate to. I always say that whenever, uh, you know, human beings will tend to shrink in direct relationship to the amount that the universe has proven itself to be hostile to them. And for me, the world was now a hostile place. And so I started to shrink and I started to isolate and I stopped creating. I stopped going out and uh, and uh, making anything really work in my life. And I uh, isolated from relationships and started playing a very small game. And it was at that point that I knew I needed to turn around. For me, what happened first and foremost was I, I started to focus on my state, on my emotional states. And I knew I needed to feel differently about life. I wasn't feeling very inspired. Um, and so I started asking myself, what can I be most inspired by today? And I just started looking for little teeny things. It wasn't huge things. It was little teeny things. And then as I started to feel a little more inspired, I started asking myself, what can I feel optimistic about today? Because I was so pessimistic at the time. And once again, looking for little teeny things. And now I was feeling inspired and feeling optimistic. And then I started asking myself, what can I be enthusiastic about today? 
Enthusiasm means infused with godlike spirit. And um, so as I started to ask these uh, these better questions, it's been said that if we ask better questions, we'll get better answers, no doubt about it. I started feeling inspired, optimistic, and enthusiastic. And then my phone started ringing and I was attracting uh, opportunities once again, and my life started to turn around. And that's that was the beginnings of it all. I love that. What a journey. So talk to us a little bit about how we can create our own reality. Well, um, I think we all create our own reality all the time anyway. Um, so human beings are, are goal-setting creatures. We're uh, constantly going through these little feedback loops of, of goals. So we wake up in the morning and we we don't. We may not think of it this way, but we set a goal to get out of bed, and then we take some actions, and we either successfully exit that feedback loop where we get out of bed, or we wind up staying in bed. And then we set a goal to brush our teeth, and we set a goal to take a shower. So we 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 set intentions, we take actions that lead to the accomplishment of that intention, and we're constantly going through these little uh, feedback loops throughout life. So we are goal setting creatures. And so we're constantly creating our reality from that perspective. If we want to shift what it is that we're creating, we need to take, uh, uh, we need to raise our standards, raise the types of uh, goals that we're setting, set more powerful intentions. Uh, and there's all sorts of different tools that we can use to be uh, more powerful in our intentionality and our creating. Um, there's a great book that uh, that I really fell in love with by a guy by the name of Neville. And Neville uh, Goddard uh, wrote several books, but my favorite was The Power of Awareness. And he talks about the power of living in the feeling of the wish fulfilled and bathing in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, which is an extremely powerful technique for um, for anchoring our consciousness with intentionality in uh, in directions uh, that are more powerful for us. And we've heard before that where attention goes, energy, sh- uh, energy flows and results show. Well, when we're living with that intentionality and we're continually asking ourselves, what do we really want? And we anchor ourselves in the feeling as if we've already got that. What that does is it directionalizes our attention and our focus so that we begin to bring more of what we want into our into our reality. I love that. That is so good. So how do we break free from our past programming and conditioning? Well, we've all been programmed. We've all been conditioned to have a certain experience of the world. Sociologist Dr. Morris Massey says uh, that age zero to seven is what we call the imprint period. And this is where a child becomes like a cookie cutter imprint of the beliefs and values of their parents or whatever saturation environment they grew up in. And that will, to a large extent, dictate what game of life we play. So if we grew up in a family where money just wasn't important, then we're not likely to place a lot of value on it. And if we don't place a lot of value on it, we're not likely to bring it into our experience. If we grew in a a family where uh, we had a poor example of relationships and there was abuse perhaps in the family, All of those things can either be accepted unconsciously and replicated in the future with our own children or rejected. It is possible that we might reject that way of being and and stake out a different different trajectory in life. Although sometimes um, what children or, or what people will do as they get older is while they may reject their parents' values on a certain level, 
they may wind up replicating them later in life in order to unconsciously make their parents right in some way, um, which is uh, what we call generational chains, where negative patterns might get passed down generation to generation, whether it's uh, uh, recognizable at first or not. And so if we want to change our lives, we may need to uh, we may need to reparent ourselves, or we may need to regrow or grow ourselves up again. And um, I always say that the relationship between your conscious mind and your unconscious mind, and I think a better definition for the unconscious mind is the body mind. It's the part of you that beats your heart, the part of you that blinks you, the part of you that breathes you. So the relationship between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind is like a captain and a crew on a ship at sea. So the conscious mind is the captain. It's in charge, but the crew runs the ship. That's one metaphor that we can think of. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why people have problems in life is because they have unconscious mutinies, where their unconscious mind is having a mutiny uh, in relationship to the captain, where consciously we want to make more money or we want to have be better relationships or we want to behave differently uh, in our family, but we have this unconscious mutiny. And, and so what we need to do is develop a better relationship between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And that puts us more uh, in, in more of a place of power. But what we also may, uh, may need to do is to reparent ourselves. And if another way to look at the conscious mind is like a, a big brother or a big sister, and your unconscious mind is a is the little brother or little sister that, that looks up to the conscious mind and loves you very much. And so if you think of it that way, we can reparent our own unconscious. So if we were taught poor ways of showing up in relationships, it becomes the conscious mind's job to reparent us, to teach us how to show up in a good, powerful way. Um, if we were uh, not taught how to uh, succeed from a financial perspective, it becomes our conscious mind's job. And when we take that level of responsibility consciously, um, then we, we become teachers. We become our own teachers and we can seek out whatever it is that we were deficient in when we were growing up. And that's a good place to start. That is a really great tip because I know so many times we want to improve upon the past. We want to break maybe cycles or patterns of behavior moving forward and not replicate maybe what we came from. So I think that is so powerful. Um, you know, we've always been told, learn from the best, whether it's sports or activities, hobbies, whatever it is, that skill you want to learn, find somebody to be your mentor or to learn from and learn from the best. So why not apply that to life? Why not? That just makes so much sense. Hundred percent, and there's lots of ways to learn. We can learn from books. We can learn from seminars. We can learn from coaches, from mentors, from guides. Uh, essentially, it all comes down to saturation. What are we going to saturate ourselves in? And I believe that there's no problem we can't learn our way out of, and there's no solution we can't learn our way into if we get ferociously curious and we stay in that that place of ferocious curiosity and we seek out incredible learnings in terms of whatever it is that we're, uh, we want to excel in. Um, we can always, uh, we can always upgrade and uplevel our, our circumstances in life. Um, there's a reason, one, one of the best things people can do, especially, uh, younger people, but we could actually do it at any age is, 
apprenticeships. Um, Warren Buffett went to go work for Benjamin Graham, who was the grandfather of value investing. Sam Walton of Walmart went to go work for JCPenney before he created Walmart. So going in and being able to do apprenticeships where we can um, peek underneath the curtain in terms of, and this is from a business perspective, but where we can peek underneath the curtain and get the best of the best of learnings and insights and understandings and, and real practice um, is one of the best ways uh, to grow whatever it is that we want to grow from that perspective. But we can do that in all realms of life. We can do that in our relationships. We can do it in our health by once again, saturating ourselves in the, in, in the, in the highest level knowledge that we can find. Um, I've been a martial artist all my life and, uh, you know, I've always uh, attempted to seek out the best instructors and to saturate myself in, in those insights. And today we're living in this exciting time where you can find information everywhere. You know, you can, you can type in a question on YouTube and find videos, instructional videos that'll pop up instantaneously. So I think as long as we've got that attitude of constant learning, um, we can, we can find the answers to any question we could possibly have. And that's, that's, that's a neat place to be. That is really awesome. We do live in a great day and age for learning for sure. So now transitioning this into quality of relationships, how can someone transform the quality of their relationships, whether it be with their children, their spouse, um, within a family? Well, I think, I, I believe once again, it's a, a function of, of educating ourselves, of, of learning. Um, there's, you know, there's so many different tools out there that are available to us today um, to ameliorate our relationships. Um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the, Got the Gottman Institute, um, but what a great, what a great uh, resource that is. Uh, and they've got, they've got a website, Gottman.com. And it's just one example of the types of tools that are out there for couples, for parents, um, to improve their relationships. And they, they provide you with all sorts of different questions that you can ask your partner and uh, questions you can go through to better understand them. And ultimately, a, a greater depth of understanding uh, and caring is what really makes relationships work. Um, I have tools that I teach throughout all the programs that we teach that are, are really spectacular for making relationships work. And one of the things that I'll do for if I'm doing couples coaching or therapy is uh, we'll find out what each individual's values are, what's important to them. Uh, and people may say, like, like, let's say one partner says freedom's important to me and the other partner says freedom too, but freedom could have completely different meanings from one person to another. And so uh, once we understand more about our partner by discovering their values, we can find out what are your, what do those values mean to you? What is each one? And we can have conversations. Like I have a, a values alignment process that I'll do with either with couples or with families or even inside organizations or for companies where, you know, it's a maybe a three, four hour process. But when you come out of it, you have such a depth of understanding of either your partner or your family members or the people you're working with that it wipes out nine out of 10 arguments in advance. And that just comes from a greater depth of understanding. Um, we say, uh, and, and also alignment, a greater depth of understanding and alignment. Um, I believe that uh, incongruence 
and values conflicts are, uh, you know, when you look at global problems in the world, they're values conflicts. When you look at wars that occur, it's a, it's a conflict of values. It's a conflict of what's important to one side versus another side. It's the same thing for couples. It's the same thing for families. And it's the same thing inside of an individual. You know, a values conflict inside of an individual is where somebody says, part of me wants to weigh my ideal weight, but part of me wants to eat this whole pizza all by myself. That's a values conflict in an individual. So the more clarity we have, the greater alignment we have, the more we can rocket ourselves forward either individually or in conjunction with other people. Most uh, The other thing from a couple's perspective and from a, a family perspective um, that we can do is we can come up with a purpose statement for a relationship or a purpose statement for a family or a, a mission statement. Most people have no idea why they're in a relationship in the first place. And so uh, that's oftentimes done with alignment inside corporations when they want to align the corporation. Uh, and it works just as equally well for uh, relationships or families and individuals as well. So it's about alignment. It's about congruence. It's about respect. It's about understanding. Um, and from a relationship perspective, from my perspective, I always say that there's two major reasons why relationships fail. One would be negative anchoring over time, where like you come home from work angry, see your partner's face come home from work angry, see your partner's face, come home from work angry, see your partner's face. Pretty soon you just see your partner's face, you get angry. Right? So that's negative anchoring over time. But we have techniques and tools that we can use to get rid of those negative states. That's the equivalent of past programming and conditioning an individual. But now we're looking at it for a couple. So we need to get rid of the past programming and conditioning. Um, and then the other reason why relationships fail is unfulfilled love strategies, meaning we're not fulfilling our partner and what our partner really needs in order to feel deeply loved. But the more that we know about each other um, with a lot of the methods that we've been talking about here, um, the more we can fulfill our partner and the more we can align with our partner to produce results that are beyond anything we could ever produce alone. You bring up a lot of good points, a lot of interesting things. I had somebody tell me over the weekend that, you know what, humans are just programmed computers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have been programmed just like a computer and we can reprogram ourselves just like you can a computer. And it's about listening and looking for the patterns and figuring out, you know, where you want to interrupt those patterns and make changes. So, I mean, it's no different than an actual computer, which I thought was ironic. Well, and to that, to that point, a human being is, is we've got, we're a biomechanical computer. If you were to take your laptop and you were to drop your laptop and crack the screen and break the keyboard, that laptop would never function properly again. Um, fortunately with uh, laptops, you can take it in for repair. You can take it into geek squad or something like that. And you can have that laptop repaired and get it back to functioning like it is. Unfortunately, we don't always have so many options for life repair, but human beings, we, we have traumatic events that we go through significant emotional events that damage us neurologically. And people will even feel like that. I know I've felt like that where I just felt like I was damaged. Like I couldn't show up in the same way anymore. And that happens over time as well. And so while we might have past programming that we might need to overcome in terms of what we were raised in, what we grew up with, there's also the damage that we've incurred over time. 
And so it's like we're going through life and we got this bag of rocks on our on our back and we keep throwing more and more rocks with every traumatic event in it. It gets heavier and heavier. And pretty soon we start to slow down. And as I've said before, human beings will tend to shrink in direct relation to the universe having proven itself to be hostile to them. So if the universe is proving itself to be hostile, we have a bad example of a relationship or we have a bad example in our career path. We lose a business. We lose a dream. We lose money, whatever it is. All of a sudden that bag's getting heavier and heavier and we might start to shrink and stop showing up at the same capacity or we might uh, start to pull ourselves out of social environments and we uh, might start really playing small in life. And that's, that's not just common. That's really the human condition at some level. And so it really becomes super important that we do seek out coaches. We do seek out guides that can help us to elevate our consciousness and repair those aspects of ourselves that may may have been impacted in some way or taken damage in some way. So I think I'm a big fan of constant learning, but I'm also a big fan of seeking out coaches and guides that can help us uh, to move through that and to literally repair our own lives much in the same way you might repair that computer. I think that's a great word to put with it coaching. Because a lot of people are turned off to the idea of therapy or counseling. But when you look at it as though you are just being coached through life, I mean, why not? No one would hesitate to hire a coach to become a better golfer or to improve a skill. So why not invest in a coach for life? So this is incredible. I love that word. Yeah, no, I just think it's I just think it's super important. I mean, and there's a lot of people that think, oh, if I'm going to a therapist, it means I'm broken. It doesn't mean you're broken. I mean, at some level, we can say, yeah, we might have uh, incurred damage, but I, I don't think it should be. I think it should be a badge of honor and intelligence that someone's seeing a coach. But yes. So yeah, tell us a little bit about this five day challenge. Um, transform your life in just one hour a day. That title is just so captivating, and I think everybody would want to just jump at that right there. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I'm constantly, I, you know, part of my mission has been to put the tools of transformation in the hands of everybody on the planet and to create worldwide wealth through education and entrepreneurial means. And so in that, in that uh, effort, um, I'll always have things that I can offer to people to help them make their lives uh, better. And we've got paid things that people can do. And we also have free things that people can do. The challenge is a five day challenge, uh, which is 100% free. And it's a good introduction to the types of tools we do for transforming your life. I've, uh, I've got that challenge. I've also got a three day weekend, uh, which with a free ticket level as well. Um, and when I started doing those, I remember everybody in the marketplace, they were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're offering these things for free. Um, why are you doing that? And I've gotten so much feedback over the years, but it's because, you know, if people like what they do with us, they'll always end up doing more. That's for sure. But if we can get the tools out to the masses, that's where we can make the greatest impact in the world. And, um, and so that I've always been committed to doing that. So I've got our wealth propulsion challenge. Uh, and, and, uh, I've got a couple of different challenges that I, that I do, um, to find out more about them. You can just go to wealthpropulsion.com. That's wealthpropulsion.com. And we also have our breakthrough to success seminar. Uh, and that's found at breakthrough to success seminar.com. And you can go to either one of those 
and find some incredible resources for transforming your life and for doing some of the things that we've been talking about for life repair, um, for, uh, you know, uh, for repairing our consciousness so that we can get out there or expanding our consciousness so that we can get out there and produce in far more powerful ways than we would otherwise. So uh, very powerful programs. Incredible. We will definitely be including these details in our show notes so people can get in touch with you. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing all these awesome methods and tools that we can apply to our lives and just opening the door and starting that conversation. This has been really amazing. My pleasure. Really, really happy to be here with you and and thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Don't forget to check out my website at barbiejoe.com. And if you liked this episode, you've got to subscribe. I'd love to have you join me. Bye for now. Thank you.